as we all know, 2020 has been a year of unprecedented challenges for the hospitality industry and the many capable and talented men and women who work in it. We're proud to present, with the help of our friends at Bullet Bourbon, this special series of Life Behind Bars. We'll be talking to bartenders across the country about what they've been going through during this crisis and what they're seeing in the future. And Bullet has really helped support the whole hospitality industry through this pandemic. They recently created uh, the new um, Bullet Frontier Fund with an initial donation of $250,000 to support North American hospitality industry. And they also have a new program called Bullet Bar Skills, which will be you know getting bartenders to make cocktails at home. The videos will be put up on their Instagram page and hopefully help elevate cocktails for both professionals and home mixologists. Hopefully all this series of podcasts and, and all these different programs will help our industry come back stronger and better after the coronavirus is finished. Cheers. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, Dave Blanchett. How are you, Dave? I'm good, Noah. Oh, how are you? Good. I, I am excited. We, this is... Uh, part of our special limited series of Life Behind Bars, What I've Learned, where we'll be talking to uh, bartenders around the country on a number of important issues affecting bars and, and drinkers in our whole industry um, in 2020. And we've got some really good guests this time, some people whose bars I've all enjoyed greatly and uh, who really know what they're talking about. Uh, so, you know, you guys get a break. You don't have to listen to me and Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's also a way that almost that we can teleport, you know, from our homes to uh, around the country, which, which yeah. gives us a little bit of normalcy and the idea of seeing what's going on if we can't actually be there in person. And today's episode is all about um, how bars and, and bartenders are getting their patrons to wear masks now that it is required in, in many states, cities and jurisdictions. And today we have three bartenders from around the country. Alex Jump from Denver, Neil Bodenheimer from New Orleans, who's been on previous episodes of Life Behind Bars, and Masa Yurashido from uh, our New York City. Uh, without further ado, here's our conversation with them. Welcome, Alex, Masa, and Neil. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Hey. Obviously, something that has come up a lot, you know, in the last couple of months in our reporting and talking to bar owners and and bartenders is, you know, sort of the issue of, of masks and getting um, patrons to, to get their masks on. You know, maybe we could start off with talking a little bit about in, in your different bars that, that, that you work in and, and run a little bit about, you know, the policies that, that you have instituted for, for patrons wearing masks. I know it's something that everybody's got a lot to say about on, on on this topic, a big bone of contention in America today. Are most of the guests coming into your bar now wearing masks? Here in New Orleans, they are now, um, but it took a governor's order to get us there. Um, and, you know, it's it's better, but there's still, I mean, we, we still see people that want to that wanna take their masks off constantly. And, it is, it, you know, there's still the eye roll. There's still a lot of the, a lot of the BS that comes along with a sec, a section of our society, you know, a segment of our society that doesn't want, doesn't really believe in masks. And it's been further complicated 
I think really a lot this week, you've seen a lot of stories about what masks are safe, what masks aren't, when we know that masks, even the, even the, even the crappiest of, mask, of masks make a difference. Yeah, I think here in Denver, like I would say we've probably had about like 70% of our, our guests are, you know, walk in the door wearing masks ready to go. Um, I think we have an interesting situation at my bar because we are in a hotel. So we have a lot of people that are traveling and staying at the hotel. And um, we've noticed a lot of people traveling from Texas and Florida um, and New Orleans. Um, and so, you know, I'd say of that 30% of people that don't wear masks, um, you know, maybe probably 50% of those people are people that are staying at the hotel traveling from other places. Um, but the majority of guests we have come into the bar, um, you know, are wearing masks and and happy to do so. I would say some of the struggle with us comes from the guest understanding of why it's important to wear a mask and when it's important, maybe. Like a lot of people will walk into the bar not wearing a mask and digging in their purse or like looking for their mask while talking to the host. And that's really like, you're kind of like watching that happen and you're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, the, like, you no longer need it. Like at this point, you no longer need it because you already walked in and you're not wearing it. So why are you even looking? Um, but yeah, I'd say most people, most people wear masks. Do you require? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is a, in Denver, it's a, a I think all of Colorado now has a state ordinance that if you're in a public place, you have to wear a mask. Um, the only things that are exceptions is like if you're in a park and you are able to social distance, you don't have to wear one. But even if you're sitting at a bus stop in Denver, it's legally you're supposed to wear a mask. And, and Alex, do you have to wear a mask if you're at a table? eating and drinking at our bar. No, um, it, no, not, uh, the C Colorado state guideline doesn't require that. Cause I guess technically you're social distanced if you're at a table because there are city and state ordinances as to like how your bar can organize the space. Like you have to have social distancing between tables. So I guess technically you're, you're social distance. So you, do, you don't legally have to wear one. And we at, the bar do not require you to wear a mask the entire time you're at a table, only when you get up. Yeah. Have you guys found, uh, Matt, you know, Masa and Alex, like I know what we find is that it's really almost no problem now with guests that come in the door. It's the problem is once they're in the door and they're like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom uh, and they don't put their mask on when they go to the bathroom or on their way out, they don't put their masks on. And that's kind of been our biggest problem of late compared to early on when it was making sure everybody even had a mask. I'll let Masa speak on this first because I've been chatty already. <laughs> Here in New York, I guess that, you know, still indoor is closed. The only uh, sidewalk, um, you know, for those, some, some of them uh, have a beautiful backyard and um, some of them in the street, they get the kind of parking space that kind of created this um, uh, lattice kind of, you know, that the, the uh, um, covered area like some of them have like really nice uh, tents like almost looks like kind of fancy wedding like in the nighttime <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I, maybe like Dave, Dave and of course thought maybe you can give us some insight on different neighborhood um, in the New York City how people um, you know wearing masks and be, or basically behaving um, but here in, on the Hudson Street where I work uh, people pretty doing really good job wearing a mask and um 
I guess the you know entering the building, so the letting guests use the bathroom or not, that's actually up to still uh, up to uh, the establishment and uh, and for the safety. Um, basically, I hand out the drinks and they, you know bring uh, drinks to. We only have four tables outside, and um, yeah, everything is six feet apart and. Uh, people, except like few incidents, but uh, people are doing really well uh, these days. So we had a staff member actually test positive for COVID a few weeks ago. So we closed. Um, before that, we were doing uh, indoor dining at 50% capacity. And that's where we saw like a lot of our issues right. um, with people like walking in the door to talk to the host and not having the mask and like, you know, like digging around looking for it while still talking to the host um, or, you know, getting up and going to the bathroom um, and, you know, not being intercepted by an employee until they were like, you know, nearly at the bathroom. Um, or, you know, or getting up to leave and not putting on their mask like that. We saw a lot of those issues when we were open with indoor dining. Um, but after we closed for our, our, um, all of our staff to get tested. And since we've then reopened, we've reopened under a new service model where we're also only doing outdoor dining, um, for, uh, regular patrons. We have, uh, we do indoor dining for the hotel guests of the hotel, but, um, for regular patrons, it's only outside, um, and you order at a window. And I've personally noticed um, a massive change in just like customer compliance with wearing masks. I hate using the word compliance, but I guess it's really the appropriate word. You know, you have to think about your actions before you do anything at, in this setup, right? You're sitting at your table outside. Well, if you want to order a drink or food or anything, you have to physically get up and you have to walk to that window. So there's maybe a little bit more thought put into it. So um, I don't think we've had a single guest to come up to the window not wearing a mask. And then same thing, like if you need to use the restroom, you have to walk, get up from your table, you have to walk inside. And so we haven't really had any issues with guests with that either because there's that whole like you have to kind of cross this boundary and go inside um to do that which has been nice i mean you realize how much of what you do in a in a day is just automatic pilot stuff that's what i was thinking you know yeah like oh i'm i'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the bathroom now i'm just get up and walk and you're not even really thinking about it yeah, I, you know, I was, when I was thinking about this podcast a couple of days ago, you know, that's something actually, I actually thought about it's like, it's tough because like, we're, you know, we're constantly thinking about wearing masks as we're at work and we're wearing them. And it's like, you know, if we don't enforce our guests wearing masks, then our bar is going to get a fine or our bar will get shut down. Right. And so it's constantly something we're thinking about. And, you know, it's, it's a new normal for everyone in our country. And so like, I kind of like, in a, in a way, I think that's one thing our industry in particular struggles with a lot with any kind of hospitality mm -hmm. situation is having empathy with the people like, because for us, it's, it's first, you know, it's our second nature. It's like, it's, we have to wear a mask every day. You walk into work and you have to wear a right. mask, but a lot of other people don't. And so like having that empathy of like, you know, our general manager at the bar is really good about this kind of like always saying, 
um, you know, like never assume that they're out to get you, you know, it's like, they're not doing, maybe they're not doing it on purpose. Maybe they genuinely forgot. And like, this actually happened to me the other day. I was like in a hurry on a, on a zoom call running around, running errands for the bar. And then like, I walked right into a liquor store and I forgot to put my mask on. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm not one of them. Like I have one, you know, like ran, (laughs) ran back outside because it's just like, sometimes, you know, you just think you're thinking about other things, you know, especially, you know, if, if you're at a restaurant or bar, you're falling into patterns that took years of establishment and just you know? enjoying that like that little yeah. bit of normalcy you know like so much yeah, of, that sliver yeah i mean so much of life has been sort of turned upside down as sort of you know uncomfortable and not you know uh, none of it comes naturally and you're like okay finally i'm here i'm at a bar i'm at a restaurant like i'm gonna enjoy this i'm gonna feel human for a minute and then it's like oh my god i i totally just left my mask off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you go back to the old yeah. ways. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know. and then if you throw in a beverage or two and you really go into your default mode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you think that bad behavior or maybe not bad, but just lax behavior, you know, comes as the night gets later or as people enjoy more drinks or, or does it uh, matter? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that you, that you see a, a higher occurrence of lax behavior as people drink. Um, and that's not unusual. I mean, no. <laughs> right, right. Don't get me started. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair and, enough. Uh, that's, what, that's kind of what we do, right? And right. And, yeah. right. That's, that's the fun yeah. part. <laughs> that's a, that's a feature, not a bug. Right. <laughs> Add it to the list of things you have to enforce. Um, so on some level, we're kind of throwing throwing gas on this thing, and um, and you know, that's just, I think that's just going to be part of our, uh, you know, of, of our experience moving forward that, you know, we, we, we have to, you know, as Alex said, and what her GM said, like, you, you've got to, you, you have to be empathetic. We're not, you know, not making it easier. We're making right. it harder. I mean, some people right. are just, you know, uh, angry, uh, sure. And I'll, yeah. 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 I'll, 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 I'll leave out the words because, uh, <laughs> apply to those people right. but i mean most people who are going into craft cocktail bars compared to the general run of bars craft cocktail bars tend to have a pretty civilized clientele so uh, yeah, you know like a lot of people aren't coming to pay like 16 dollars for a cocktail to be like angry exactly. the whole time i hope there's I hope, some people yeah. where it's unavoidable yeah yeah <laughs> there, there's always a percentage but uh i'm wondering if it, if, if if we had somebody from a real uh, you know, honky tonk dive bar on here. I, I, that, the, I bet they would have a lot more stories about wrestling with customers over this. Neil, you had come on to a previous episode of, of Life Behind Bars. Uh, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, and may have been four years ago. That's how twenty twenty feels. I, I was um, a good bit you, younger. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, but uh, you had you had talked a little bit uh, either on the episode or, or afterwards um, when we were chatting about kind of how you handle also people who claim that they don't have a mask on there. And I, and I thought it was particularly clever. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how that works. Well, I mean, we keep boxes of masks here um, and we keep them for the, for the team and we keep them for, for guests. And in the beginning we were giving them out and a lot of businesses were, and you know, I, I, I got a really bad taste in my mouth, in my mouth about it because I realized that there were guests that were just going from bar, you know, from bar to restaurant to bar or wherever they were 
just not bringing masks because they knew that a business was going to provide them a mask. And so finally, right. we just started putting it on people's bill. We said, this is our cost. We're not going to mark it up. We're not going to, but this is how much we pay. And if you forget your mask, it's going to go on your bill. We provide masks for our guests if they don't have them. But I understand. I, I definitely feel that sentiment, Neil, where it's like, I mean, like, uh, you're in Denver. Like, how did you get here? <laughs> like, like, everywhere, you have to wear a mask everywhere. Like, how do you not have one? Like, how did, how did you arrive here? <laughs> Does anybody uh, know of any bars doing, like, specially designed, like, uh, almost collector's quality masks for people? No, that's a good idea, though. <laughs> I do know like one of uh, one of my favorite bars in Denver has a, a sign up, you know, that's like you have you have to wear a mask, um, you know, it's city ordinance. If you don't have one, you can buy a face mask for five dollars. If you have a medical condition that prohibits you from wearing a face mask, you can buy a face shield for ten dollars. Um, and then they have like a at the bottom of it, it says um, if you know, if you're unhappy about this, um, here's a number you could call to complain, and it's the mayor's uh, there you go. office number. <laughs> <laughs> call the person yeah. who is in charge. <laughs> Have any of you had to ban people or throw folks out of your your bars for being really obstinate and, and belligerent, like about about wearing masks or or putting them I've, back on? I've tried not to go there. Um, we've had some people that yeah. have been pretty pretty flagrant. Um, and, you know, the reason is, is that we've just, there is this, this delicate dance between enforcement and hospitality. And, you know, we, everybody on this call, we are wired to be hospitable. And enforcement is not generally a hospitable action. Um, and so, in, in, you know, we're always trying to de-escalate. We're always trying to make it... Um, was that thunder? That was yeah. It was really close. That was that amazing. Was <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't lose power. That was very close. But just in general, I, I think that we have a job in this business to to de-escalate and to focus on hospitality, and it doesn't always align with um, with enforcement of mass protocol. So I think we we always have to be is, is even more delicate with this than than most businesses. Although bars do employ bouncers. So maybe not bad fancy cocktail. <laughs> no, we don't have a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to craft cocktail bars in some cities where they have, uh, you know, very large, very polite, very firm uh, men on staff to, uh, to remove people who are, who are not uh, following the rules. Masa, have you seen, uh, you know, has it been hard in New York to get most folks to adhere to, to, the, to wearing masks? Does that even depend upon the day of the week? if there are such a things anymore. We reopened at the end of June uh, for this kind of just, just a window, through the window, like takeout uh, to go and then uh, buy for the sidewalk. We have like tight sidewalk, but we can still put those uh, little tables. And um, earlier stage, I wouldn't say who, but one of our neighbors was like kind of really pushing really hard, like basically creating um, uh, <laughs> basically making a pot for 100, 200 people. I'm not making up. Like, it was really bad. Uh, wow. Holy crap. Um, eventually, they got shut down. And um, I think it, like, depends on how much volume your establishment uh, is dealing with. And, of course, you know, each one has got, like, now minimal staffing. So only one person at the window can handle certain 
amount of people to, you know, um, it, it's, it's hard, but it, now, uh, to be honest, and now at this point, mid August, um, things are, looks like, for now, looks like under control means that everyone's wearing a mask. And uh, as um, Alex earlier mentioned, that like some, some people just come up to the window and, you know, just uh, still mask on, on their chins. And, you know, genuinely, they just forget, forgetting to put it back. You know, of course, it, again, there's no, there's no reason to be. <laughs> and just just ask nicely as always just like please wear a mask and some people go oh sorry you know and some people ignore that but <laughs> i think in general that everyone's kind of situation is different that you know that some people have underlying health uh, conditions or you know you're just like young healthy single person or you have little kids back home you know you're, you're living with your parents so it's yeah. it's um it's very lots of lots of you know like a thinking <laughs> daily lives you know just um i don't know hopefully hopefully we can keep this way so that way we can continue uh doing what we do which is make a you know we, we can't you know make enough money but like at least we can kind of sustain this to keep paying back the bills and you know do, do what we have to do have you seen an uptick in people asking for straws to kind of like, I don't think anybody's figured out like an elegant solution to wearing a mask and eating certainly, but drinking like kind of, I keep thinking somebody's going to come out with one of those crazy helmets with like room for two cups that could go behind like a mask. Like have you, have you see people like asking for more straws or like a, like, have I they, mean, Noah, that I'm pretty sure that someone should be you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dave and I are working on this already. I don't yeah, want to. We, we might have prototypes. And, and everybody listening, it's a verbal NDA. It's possible that we have But have you seen more people like trying to like sort of drink underneath their masks or are they, you know, still taking it off? Where I mean, like when we have people at the tables, they're not, wear- they're definitely not wearing their masks. So, I mean, we, um, we actually pulled all of our metal straws at the bar and we're not using them for the time being, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I think this is definitely like a whole nother topic, but like the amount of waste that's created when you're um, kind of having a higher, uh, an even higher level of sanitation standards than what bars already have, which is already like pretty impeccable. Um, you know, but that's neither here nor there. So we're using like compostable, uh, individually wrapped straws so like if you get a cocktail that should come with a straw um we'll just bring you a wrapped straw on the side you know you see it unfortunately all over new york you know garbage cans are full of gloves and masks and you know on the sidewalk and stuff and and i can only imagine that you must be going through you know a ton of you know protective equipment like are you are you having your staffs change out like masks, like every, you know, uh, I assume every shift, but like more frequently than that? Or? Our ownership found really incredible masks for our staff to wear that they purchased and they're uh, washable and reusable. So okay. um, I, I bring two masks out to work at a time, uh, mostly because I don't know if anyone on this call has experienced this yet, but like sneezing in your mask. Oh, yeah. Is, is awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't imagine like a worse thing to have to deal with mid shift than that. Like, and the weird thing is, you know, like 
your instinct is to pull it down. And right. I did that one time. And then one of my coworkers was like, that's what that's for. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess it is. Great. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest hazard to, uh, to mask wearing is coffee breath in general. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You yeah. can brush your teeth a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or if you can just like put it up with it, at least nobody else can smell your bad breath. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, we have um, we have this kind of head-on shrimp, like like big. Mm, they're so big good. Brown that like marinated and it's like kind of griddle. Um, so we gave one of these to um, the bar next to us, and then a lovely little girl like she ate it and she loved it so much, but. She told me later that like she had to deal with keep breathing in that like shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> she said it worth it, you know, like she was so delicious, but um garlicky shrimp broth, like just... could be worse. She could have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hazard. That is a hazard to keep it all in there. Yeah. Uh, look really cool and do like the chin, the like beard net and the face mask, like all in one, like extra sanitary and incredibly fashionable. <laughs> For a while, a lot of high end cocktail bars had a posted list of rules, you know, all types of rules. You know, have any of you, you know, that have them, like, have you updated it to include, you know, the 2020 rules, like about um, wearing a mask or, you know, how is that, how is that posted? Is there an elegant solution to, posting that you know around your bar we didn't have a set of rules posted prior to this um but we actually um got really beautiful uh like vinyl stickers basically that are all over the bar um you know in the bathroom there's really beautiful ones on the mirror that say like you know wash your hands or whatever and they have like pretty little water droplets and they did they had a really beautiful one made for outside of the bar on the column as you're up next to the doors you're walking in that has like you know just some information i have like a picture of it i'm trying to look and read but you know it's it says like please social distance wear your face covering wash your hands you know if you have symptoms of covid please don't come here <laughs> Uh, stuff like yeah. that, um, which is really nice. And it looks really beautiful. I don't really know if people actually read it, but it's there. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. Just when we thought the, uh, the, the speakeasy model had, had gone out of fashion, right, it right, right. Back, right back on us. <laughs> or that it was, you know, that like, that was like the height of, you know, tomfoolery. Like, Oh, we don't like, do we really need a set of rules to tell people how to behave? And it's like, Yes, we do. Yeah, it's according to 2020, <laughs> as it turns out, we yeah. need specifically how to, how to, how to behave. Yeah, it's like we're only going to have this many, amount, this many people in here. Here are the rules. Welcome to our speakeasy. <laughs> Stay in your seat. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't... Uh, no gathering like, at the bar. Uh, get into this little box. You can, you know, stick your hand out of it for a cocktail. Like, don't touch anything. Uh, here you go. It's a lot to deal with, that's for sure. It is, but I think that you know, if you if you if you ask everybody on this call, I would tell you that I think we all feel incredibly lucky to be able to do it because right. there are a lot of bars that aren't able to be open. Yeah, one hundred percent. You folks are fighting the good fight, and you know, I think uh, it not only helps you and your business, but your communities and our countries. Dave and I thank you for your service. I appreciate that for sure. Thank you, guys, and thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll all, we'll get to see you uh, in person 
at your bars uh, once 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 we can travel again. Uh, we'll pop our masks up so you recognize us. And then, uh, <laughs> pop them right back down again. We'll be still wearing. Dave, them. I don't think I could ever not recognize you. <laughs> Uh, oh, good uh, time. If my hair keeps growing, uh, I'm going to look like a head. <laughs> well, it reminds you to please drink responsibly. 